Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You remember very, very well that day when you lost track of where your parents were or your sibling, and you had the sinking and frightening feeling of being lost in that crowd or sea of people. Now, the reception upon being found by your parents or siblings probably did not mirror what was proclaimed in our gospel reading, but nevertheless, you were found, and there probably was a shaking of the head and the wagging of the finger and a looking down of the nose, but you were found, and that was a great feeling. Well, if that kid that was lost was your little brother or sister, oh, glory was found in you, the oldest, to say, aha, youngest child, see, you oldest have a, a very, very hard life because mom and dad didn't always give you grace when you deserved it. Mom and dad oftentimes had the expectations so high for you insurmountable was it and there wasn't always grace given ah but you youngest grace poured out far too much for you and the abuse of such grace and mercy was regular in occurrence and we did not deserve it such grace to be oozed out over us and we abused it indeed whether we were oldest or youngest or middle or what have you. All of us do know what it is like to be found. But few of us, if any, meditate upon being found with open arms. Few of us meditate on being found with joy in the face of the one who found us and not anger or pain. Remember, remember that great joy of being found by God. Now, it was in the midst of your and my lostness that we were found by God. And it wasn't just at our baptism, that is where it began, but there have been many events in your life that you can point to and say, I was very, very lost. And God said, hello, my son or daughter, with joy on his face wrapping us up in his arms, snuggling us close to his Buddhism and leading us back to the flock, not to use as a poster child example of what not to do, but rather as a poster child example of what kind of people he receives and what kind of people he chooses to eat with. Now, the Pharisees in this morning's Gospel reading have a hard time stomaching this. The reason they have a hard time stomaching this is because they have not experienced grace. They are so bound by law. Sadly, they don't believe the grace applies to them. So all that they're about is making sure you get your life cleaned up first so that you can show yourself worthy of such grace. Show yourself worthy of such kindness and benevolence. Show yourself squared away. 
before you be given such goodness and mercy. And they forget their own sinfulness because they've never really tasted grace. They are bitter and sour, and there is no joy in their heart. You, on the other hand, know that joy. Though Satan wishes to squish it, squelch it, and choke it, you know that joy of being found. You know what it's like to be received by God again. And you know what it's like to be received by God when you don't deserve to be received in such a glorious manner, brought back to the family, rejoiced over and praised, just like that prodigal son. So our Lord reminds the Pharisees and the scribes as well as the tax collectors and sinners who are gathered around to hear him of such benevolence and mercy in these two parables. Now there's some interesting similarities between these two parables, and there's some interesting differences. Both of the parables are looking for that which is lost. Both of the parables the one who is searching rejoices over having found that which is lost. And both of the parables, both are taken back to the group of people that are rejoiced over and saying, Rejoice with me over that which was lost and now is found. But some interesting differences. The first being, in the first parable, it is a male shepherd. In the second parable, it is a female homemaker. In the first parable, that which is being sought is out in the wilderness. In the second parable, that which is sought is inside of a house. And it is not to be lost upon our ears of the great gift that God is giving us in this. It is very obvious in the first parable, the shepherd, the male shepherd is our Lord Jesus. Think about in the Old Testament all the times that God revealed himself to his people. It was not in a building. It was in the wilderness. The parting of the sea, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, the serpent upon the staff, the quail, the manna, all of those things God revealed himself to them and made himself known and they encountered God in the wilderness. You and I still live in the wilderness. Heaven is our home, and this is not. And we encounter God in the wilderness. We just so happen to encounter God in this wilderness, at this place here on Red River Street. But the shepherd that grabs hold of that lamb puts it upon his shoulders and carries it. It's at great cost as the shepherds seek out the lamb that is lost. As the writer to the Hebrews said, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Our shepherd did, with great joy, endure the cross for you. With joy on his face did he find you. 
and with joy in his heart and with joy on his step did he bring you back to the people of God to rejoice with him. Now the second is very interesting. It is a female homemaker who is scouring the house for a lost coin with a lamp in her hand. Carved in the front of the pulpit, hidden a little bit by the piano, is a lamp. For Psalm 119 talks about thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But why a female? And why in the house? Not too long after Luke wrote this gospel, the church was continually persecuted. In fact, for several hundred years, they had to meet in quietness of someone's home. They could not meet freely, as you and I are doing this morning. And meeting quietly in those homes, did God, in the midst of that small number, bring other people into that house and into the church? And did those sinners gathered around that little altar in that house, did they seek out other sinners with the Word of God as their lamp? And so you, as well, seek out other sinners with the lamp of God's Word that you have had planted in your heart. It has been said very clearly, you can't preach what you don't know. You know what it's like to have been found. You know the joy of God receiving you back again. Not with looking down his nose or with hands crossed across the chest like we oftentimes receive people back with the wagging of our finger and the shaking of our head, but with joy. You have tasted such things. You have been invited to eat the feast that he only shares with sinners with those for whom he came to die and pay that price. Having tasted such great things, are we the ones that he wishes to use with the lamps in our hands to scour and seek and bring back those who are his? We don't bring them back saying, trying to fix them. We bring them back saying, come with me and hear someone who has told me all the things about me. Like the woman at the well spoke to the people in Samaria in her village. And they believed not because of what she said, but because they heard for themselves. So don't put too much upon your shoulders that you are the critical piece in the puzzle of their spiritual life. Just Bring them and show them. Let them encounter Jesus here in the midst of his word that lights the path. This is very interesting indeed, Paul's statement in the, gospel, or in the epistle to Timothy. When an old man facing death is writing a young pastor, trying to impart to him wisdom, so that he sees that which he has been given as a young man that only came to Paul late in life and came with great pain. And you know how often Paul had to look at his life and say, Lord, why me? Look at what I have done. Behold what I have been a part of. 
how my lips have spoken ill of you. And Paul said, but I receive mercy. I receive mercy so that in me as the foremost and chief of sinners, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. You and I can say the same thing. But I receive mercy. I receive mercy so that you can see what God has done and not me. So that you can be received like I am received and eat with the one who eats only with sinners and not like the Pharisees and the scribes who cross their arms and look down and request that you become something that which you are incapable of becoming. Cleaning up that which is beyond your ability to clean. Remember your mom and dad teaching you bad company corrupts good morals or you are the company you keep? Well, today, brothers and sisters, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. For the Lord of life invites you and wishes to eat with you and he will not be corrupted by your vileness but rather he will swallow up yours and give you his. He will demolish and destroy yours and raise you up with his righteousness. Let him who has ears to hear, hear with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds on Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.